today on From A to Ziggy. Eh, do anything you say. Welcome to From A to Ziggy. This is the podcast in which we listen to every single David Bowie song in alphabetical order. My name is Thomas. My name is Travis. And today we're discussing Do Anything You Say from 1966. This is the David Bowie song, the first David Bowie single where David Bowie is billed as a solo artist, recorded with his band The Buzz. Which is a great name for a band. Yeah. Speaking of cool names, Speaking of cool names. everybody in The Buzz also has a cool nickname designated by David Bowie. So we've already met one, Hutch, John Hutch Hutchinson, uh, on guitar, Derek Fernley, nicknamed Deck, D-E-K, which I think is a Star Wars name too. One of those like really random side characters. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's either, it's definitely somebody on Hoth. I think it's one of the guys, it's either Luke's co-pilot in the speeder, the snow speeder, or there's also the deck officer. That would be so obnoxiously on the nose. I really hope it's it's the co-pilot. Yeah. Or I'll be retroactively pissed off at George Lucas again. He does have a name. Everybody in Star Wars yeah. has a name. Uh, deck Fernley, John Eager, nicknamed Ego. Would have been cool if it was Egon. Right? It would have been. Uh, and Derek Chow Boys. I'm not sure how <laughs> Chow. Yeah, that's weird. Everyone else is basically just like a little like Shorten. cool but sort of lazy shortening of the name. Yeah. And then Derek Boys, nicknamed Chow. Yeah, I'm guessing because he was fat. It's probably. I would guess. It must be. A... I mean, there was really nowhere to go because th- there was already another Derek, so Deck was taken. Yeah, and then. Boys is already one syllable, but you can't really do anything with that. I'm yeah. just going to call him boy. boy. <laughs> like, well, that would be, that that's would be the, demeaning. Yeah. Why don't you go over there and play that organ, boy? Like, no. That's not, <laughs> I don't even I don't like saying that in jest. That didn't, that didn't hit my own ears very well at all. No, thank you. Yeah, I'm assuming it's probably like, yeah, like in uh, Three Ninjas. Chow Chow. Chow Chow? Chow Chow. It's been a while since I saw Chow Chow was the fat kid. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense. Um, I mean, I haven't watched Three Ninjas in a long time. All I really remember is that there's a character named Chow Chow, and another another character is Rocky, and Rocky loves Emily. Rocky loves Emily. (laughs) It's been a long time since I saw that movie. It doesn't hold up. Um, Ninjas are renowned for their stealth. Yes. And... Uh, I'm trying to tie it back into do do anything you say. Chow, there's the dog, Chow. Yes. Maybe he he could have been a very dog dog like. Maybe, maybe, maybe he has maybe he said out of control facial hair. Yeah. The other member of this ensemble recording on this song was Tony Hatch, the producer, who uh did we talk about Tony Hatch? Is this the guy that worked with the Kinks? Maybe it's not, is it? Not, no, I'm thinking of Shell Talney, am I? I would have to go back into a lot of Googling. Yeah, I it, yeah. It's impossible. No, the answer cannot be found. Yeah. Um, Tony Hatch, the, the producer. Um, so, yeah, do anything you say. Do anything you say. Another sort of glum. Uh, early emo David Bowie song. Poor da- young David Bowie. I just want to go back in time and give him a hug and tell him it's going to be okay. Just believe in yourself. And don't, don't pine for. Yeah, he does a lot of pining. Women, you think. A lot are. of pining and pretending like he's too cool to be pining. Yeah. Um, this time, it's just out and out pining. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. out and out, but also a little bit uh, non committal yeah. as well. Maybe I'll do anything you say. Like, don't be trying to play it all cool. Like, oh, lonely nights, I dream you're there. Morning sun and you're gone. Lonely nights. Eh, maybe I'll do anything you say. Maybe. I think that's why you're single, David Bowie. <laughs> Get it together, man. Yeah. Jilted lover. 
uh, lonely, pining. Yeah, kind of pathetic, really. Kind of pathetic. This song, kind of, this song at the beginning of it reminds me of um, conversation piece. The part two by two, they go walking by hand in hand. They watch me cry. More emo. More emo. And apparently, this was modeled after a Who song. Oh, well, I mean, it's a song we know. Anyway, anyhow, any Who's a What's It? I, it does have a certain Who like quality to it. Yeah, a lot of his early six, a lot of his like yeah early mid '60s stuff does sound very goes back and forth between sounding like the Who and sounding like the Kinks. It's a very mod sound. Very mod. Also, uh, the record company Pie was one of the big soul record companies. Um, so they were sort of perhaps the record company was trying to get him to do more like upbeat R&B. And this is what came out of it. Pretty lackluster. For R&B? Or this, just in this general? Song, this song is a pretty lackluster R&B song. Or yeah. A pretty lackluster song altogether. I, as a song, I, I like it. As an R&B song, Swing and a Miss. Yeah. I wouldn't guess it was trying to be modeled after R&B unless I learned it basically i would never listen to the song and be like oh this sounds like it could be sounds like it could be motown oh yeah no definitely, yeah, definitely not, not not motown type r&b but that mod sort of yeah. flavor of rock that's kind of influenced by that sound the, the call and response that's pretty much where it ends if yeah and if you want to call it that even it's it's a weird sort of call and response because it's they don't even how does call and response work anyway um, i've seen songs where the response is not the entire phrase that was called, right? Yeah. So that, that's a thing that happens. But here, it's like a line and then a second line, and then they just kind of flatly repeat the beginnings of those it's, two things. I mean, it contains enough of the properties of call and respond. All right. Yeah. All right. We'll give it the nomenclature call and response. It, it, it earns it. Yeah. It, it, is, it is no false call and response. I'm trying, I'm trying everything I can to pick away at this song. You're not a fan, are you? Is it that obvious? Only a little. Right. I don't know. I, I, I dig it. Like, I'm a sucker for a good unrequited love song, though. Deep down, I'm, I'm still kind of emo. Yeah. It's weird. I never really listened to a lot of emo music, but, like, I got some emo tendencies. Yeah. Like, I've definitely made some, like, pretty epic unrequited love song mixes that I kind of... I made a really, really good one, like, three or four years ago, and I really wish I it hadn't gotten stolen because it was probably one of my better... Mix accomplishments. Can you reassemble it? Can you remember? What, I can remember what the a, a good chunk of what's on it, but it had it had wow second show and we're all mentioning this song, but it had like add it up. What else? Um, I put Weezer, uh, Pink Triangle. Hmm. No, not Pink. Sorry, no, that was a different mix. With the I'm, sure. On it. I'm sure. Um, I had uh, Why Bother was the Weezer song I had on there. Now that sounds more like yeah, that an really fits the mold. Um, I had Asshole. By Cl- Beck? Classic Beck song. By uh, by Tom Petty? By Tom Petty Beck. Yeah. Petty Beck. This song, this song would fit in pretty nicely on there, actually. Because I was, I was pretty emo. Sounds like it. I made it for Valentine's Day. So I used to kind of like lean into the whole like being alone on Valentine's Day thing. Where mm. like it started off as kind of like me just being like, Meh. but then it kind of turned into like kind of just a fun thing. Um, where like I would just like find like a totally doesn't fit the mood movie. Or best year was when I, I watched Empire Strikes Back. Mm. Bought myself a six pack of Sam Adams and... Sat around and yeah, I watched Empire and listened to like angsty non-love songs all day. But for Valentine's Day, the week before I met my girlfriend, I made this 
mix to listen to at work, even though I was like, you know, things were, were looking promising, but I was like, God, I've had, I've been sitting on this collection of songs for so long. I need to put it on a CD and blast it on Valentine's Day. It'll still feel good. And I still listened to it. Like after I was like in a committed relationship, cause I was like, such a goddamn good mix. But mm. then when uh, my work vehicle got broken into and my CDs got stolen, it was one of the things that was, uh. that fell victim. Stole two books of CDs out of there. And then apparently some of my CDs weren't good enough for this person because I started finding them scattered around the parking lot at work. Ah. Sorry you're too cool for the Foo Fighters guy. Wait, so that means they hung around your workplace. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a bunch of riffraff that hung around that neighborhood. It wasn't a great spot. I mean, it's not as bad. It was Warwick, Rhode Island. It's not It's not Dorchester or anything. It's not Revere, but like... Um, this, these references are going to make sense to so <laughs> many people around the world. That's the New England in me. That's what we do. We make references to local things, and if you don't get it, it sucks to be you. Hmm. You should have tried harder and been from here. <laughs> I kid. I, 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 I love other places, but... Anywho, um, do anything you say. Do anything you say. Yeah, so you're into it. I'm into it. Again, this this is kind of my groove. Speaking it sounds of, like the kinks, and it's about being sad. <laughs> speaking of groove, I, I tried to find some descriptions of this song. Uh, if you get the current CD that this is released in, Paul Lester of Uncut Magazine does the liner notes. He calls it an amphetamine rush. That's Those are the only words that he devotes to describing this song. I don't really... That's have, kind of a leap. Yeah. I've never done any amphetamines, but like I feel like... If you're going to describe a song as an amphetamine rush, it should probably sound like Metallica or something like that. It should yeah. be like quicker, punchier, heavier, louder. Yeah. I think it's just the mod influence. Yeah. It's kind of a generic description. Um, the single itself apparently uh, sort of launched the Buzz and David Bowie into a pretty successful live act for a few months in Scotland where it was clear that David was building up loyal fans that were following him between different lineups of bands, from the Lower Third to the Buzz and, and onward, especially at the Marquee Club in London, where he was given his own Sunday afternoon series called the Bowie Showboat from April till June, mid-June. So pretty steady, steady gig there. That's all I got. That's not all I got. It is a, it's got that sort of snare-driven Motown kind of beat. That's one thing I would give it as far as like the Motown R&B sound. That just where the snare hits on every beat. Yeah. There's also sort of a weird timing. And we talk about this sometimes when uh, changing time signatures is something I do have a soft spot for. So like uh, in this song, there's, it's, it seems like it's going 4-4. You've got that just steady snare drum. But there's, there's one line in each verse and each chorus that's just two beats extra. And it's in the transition from, uh, from the call to the response, basically. So it's 4-4, four, 4-4, four, 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 and then there's a 6-4 line where Bowie hands it off to the response. And then 4-4, four, 4-4. Four, four, four. And that's that. Yeah. That's all I got on the time signature. But it still doesn't do it for you, huh? It still doesn't really do it for is it me. The, is it the whininess or is it the, it's the music? Or? I think it's, well, it's both, but it's as far as... The emotion of the song just doesn't seem to be, be really there. It's especially in the response. The the backing vocals are just kind of blah. They're kind of flat. There's just no emotion there. So he's he's dying inside. Maybe that's it. Yeah, maybe so. Bowie's fine. Bowie's vocals are fine. But there's not much material here to go on. These couplets. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. All the verses are very very brief. 
it's a pretty repetitive song. Like it's you know it's mid sixties mod rock. It's short repetitive songs. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, here's an interesting tidbit. When Melody Maker reviewed this song, they brought in a guest commentator. And do you know who it was? Who? Miss Dusty Springfield. Really? Yes, indeed. And here's what Dusty Springfield had to say about the new single by David Bowie and the Buzz. She said, I, I haven't got a clue who this is either. That's my, uh, but, I, but I can see the effort that's gone into making this record. It's nice. The sound is a bit messy. Yeah. And those were, those were the words of Dusty Springfield. Very diplomatic. I'm like that. I'm picturing her music video. From, I can't remember what year it was from, but I'm told, I, I keep wanting to feel like, you know, two of hearts. But I know it's, that's not the one. That's the pop song. It's uh, something else related to cards. Don't know. Why am I not? not damn it. This is original vintage Dusty Springfield from the 60s. I feel like she had a... I didn't know like she a, had any uh, music videos. If she did, she predated. Maybe I'm thinking of someone else with a similar name. There's someone else who like had. A, yeah. Okay. Son of a preacher man. Yeah, yeah. Son of a preacher man. Yeah. No, that's not the song I'm thinking of. I'm like, okay, no. right. That's that's where I. What the hell is the song I'm thinking of then? The look of love. Well, I'm trying to think of. There's another singer from like that that was around in the '80s who has a name that's similar. That's like. Musty Tingfield. <laughs> <laughs> you know that great old Musty Tingfield song. Rusty. Springer Oh, Two of Hearts. That's the song I'm thinking of. Now I can Google that song and find out who the hell I'm thinking of. Or the King of Hearts. Oh, man, I gotta, I gotta be better at Googling. I like just jump on the first thing. I was like, yeah, King of Hearts. Like, no, that's actually just gonna be a bunch of facts about the King of Hearts, like the cards. It was Two of Hearts, right? Two of Hearts is the one I was thinking of initially that was like a new wave song. Yeah. Two of Hearts. Right. Nope, that's not what I'm thinking of either. Dusty Springfield in this picture kind of looks like... Uh... The robot from Metropolis. Maybe it's Queen of Hearts. With the beehive? Oh, yeah. All right. Maybe it's on. Jack of Hearts. I'm just going to keep Googling song. Juice Newton. That's what it was. Yeah. Juice I don't know why I'm mixing up Dusty Springfield and Juice Newton. It's kind of shameful. Well, they both have last names. They both have last names and nouns for first names. Oh, shameful. Um, mixing up my 80s one-hit wonders and classic singers. What were we talking about? Dusty Springfield. Her review. Do of, anything you yeah. say. Uh, Suffice to say, her opinions on this song, I would find a little bit more, have a, a, a bit more oomph behind them than, say, if Juice Newton had reviewed this song. Sure. Yeah. So, a mediocre, tepid review from Dusty Springfield. What does that say? I mean, that says it's theoretically a, a mediocre to tepid song. <laughs> it strikes a chord with me, though. It's, uh, you know, it ain't changes or anything, but... Well, shall we, shall we, shall we rate this song? Yeah. I'm going to give this song three lukewarm sentiments. Three lukewarm sentiments. Um, yeah. It's, it's not a great song, but I wouldn't say it's a bad song. It, uh, yeah, strikes a chord with me. I like a good unrequited love song. Strikes a chord um, and plays that chord over and over again. Yes. Over a snare drum. Somewhere in there it changes time signatures. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not a great song. Uh, two what what was the two, uh, lukewarm sentiments? Lukewarm sentiments. Two lukewarm sentiments for me. That's not really one I put on just for fun. It's nice. It is nice. It's a nice sad song. It's nice. The sound is a bit messy. Yeah, but I mean I feel like you can say that about a lot of his stuff from that era. Yeah, that's not necessarily a bad thing either. Uh, yeah, it's hard for me. I can't tell if she's 
complimenting it or like if that's supposed if what if she if she interprets that as a good thing or a bad thing the sound is a bit messy because she's recording these things with Bert Bacharach and yeah I'm pretty sure she doesn't mean it as a positive yeah she's probably she's not hip to that new yeah she's dismissing it frazzled sound kids with your floppy hair the fuzz boxes the wah pedals um there's two versions of this song two alternate mixes of this song the original one and then the one that's on the cd that you can get now called i dig everything the 1966 pie singles has a different mix with less piano there's less piano in that when you hear the organ more i wonder if it makes me wonder if it's because that piano was played by the producer tony hatch i was just wondering if you maybe just like put that in there to kind of boost his own um profile yeah in the in the song or maybe he thought it was a lousy song and needed more piano. <laughs> just, the last minute threw it in there. I like the I like the organ being a little bit more upfront. Yeah, because that I, I, the mix with the organ kind of reminded me even a little bit of like Elvis Costello. Yeah, I'm with you there. I like that too. All right, well that's gonna do it for uh, do everything you say. Yeah, what I, kind of person would just do anything that you say? You have to be some sort of you just people who don't think for themselves. People with no brains. Simple, simple people. Simple people who can be led, led astray, led to do anything that you say. Yeah. Um, people will be the end of them if they if they don't wise up. They'll go the way of the uh, dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the dodo. Yeah, some kind of dodo. But you did not hear it from me. No. You heard it from me. <laughs> Uh, next time on From A to Ziggy, we're going to be talking about the song, Dodo. I had a dog named Dodo. <laughs> I just reminded that. So, uh, yeah, next time we'll be talking about the song, Dodo. Until then, you can follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, From A to Ziggy. Email us at podcast at from a to ziggy.com. And, uh, you can subscribe to the show via the standard generic RSS if you're a techie. Or you can also use, uh, any of the simple platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. I shouldn't call them simple. They're just, they're simple to use. They're not simple like a dodo. Maybe um, we should tell, maybe so, and we'll see what happens. What if anyone who listens to this, if they subscribe to one of those things and or get someone else that they know to subscribe to them, is this they can a- make suggestions and in a future episode, we'll do anything that they say. I like, I like the... Cut of your jib, sir. So I like this pyramid scheme. Yeah. So if you can, if you listen to this and you have your friend or someone listen to it and you tell us and you're not just making stuff up, you need to somehow make us know that it's legit. You'll need to notarize the... you need to notarize your Facebook message. Um, we will do anything you say for an episode. Within reason. Within reason. Um, so... All right. I'm glad that's... Challenge a shoot. This is our first competition. Our first sweepstakes. Our incentive program. Make, make us do anything you say. All right. Oh, you heard man. it, internet. I should have thought of that weeks ago, because then we could have done it for the do anything you say episode. Don't worry. We'll pick a song that'll tie in. Uh, until, until next time, listener, dear listener, um, my name is Tom. My name is Travis. We do a call and response. My name is Thomas. Thomas. Travis.
What up, Juice Newton? Was, was that the robot guy from uh, Wet Hot American Summer? <laughs>